Good day, ladies and gentlemen. See what I did there? And welcome to episode 39 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron. What's up, guys? Aaron. How you doing? Hey, and we got a special, special co-host, Blast from Josh? the Past. It's not Josh. Rob? It's not Rob. <laughs> who, who is that uh, guy? Derek? Derek? Well, no, it's not Derek either. Oh. Who is that guy laughing in the background? Uh, it, it, it's me. It's Landon. I was going to say, we'll, we'll go down the list eventually. <laughs> is it Michael Kelso? No. 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 Nick DeMarco? Who would invite that guy? Yeah. Nick DeMarco, yeah. That Jim's guy. But yeah, so Landon, how you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. How are you all doing? Wonderful. Sweet. Doing pretty good. Good, good. Yeah, drinking some uh, cheer wine here. That's the it's kind of a new thing for the area. You guys ever had cheer wine soda? I've never even heard of that. Oh, oh that's like North Carolina state yeah, drink, man. Yeah, so I, I used to always have to go to North Carolina, South Carolina, get me some cheer wine. They started uh, distributing it up here. So Is that a soda or a wine? It's a soda. Okay, I'm like I'm confused. Is it kind of like how there's like root beer? And it's not actually beer. Is, yeah, it's like is it non-alcoholic or alcoholic? Non non-alcoholic. Okay, it's I like a like, it's like a cherry type. It's cherry without like the bad cough syrup aftertaste. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Really kinda, fizzy. Really fizzy. It, it kind of reminds you a little bit of Dr Pepper, but a little bit more fruity. Yeah, it makes me think. Uh, um, used to be able to go to Albertsons. And you could get Italian sodas there, and it's fantastic. Oh yeah, Italian sodas. Towards that. Uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I, another I'm, thing, another thing, I'll have to bring the Lex, and I'll have to bring Aaron a bottle of uh, Diet Cheer Wine. That's right. <laughs> yes. I've already told Josh I'm bringing him a gallon of Bojangles Sweet Tea. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of Lexington, guys, we've we mentioned it last time. We've mentioned it on a couple of the Retro Junkies podcasts, but we will be at the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention on March 11th through the 13th. And I have the booth information here. We are in booth 3027. We're right beside, you pretty much walk through the door of the vendor area, and we're the second table on the right. So that's pretty cool. So we got a 10, 10 by 10 booth. We're still trying to find out what in the world we're gonna put in the booth, but uh, we'll, we'll make it fun. We're talking some high score contests, maybe some uh, some stuff you can buy, some free ads, things like that. Uh, pretty much just come hang out with us if you're around in Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington. I said that kind of funny. Lexington. <laughs> they always make fun of uh, our area because anything that ends in ing, we never pronounce. Instead of going fishing, going fishing. Yeah, going hunting. Go, going I hun- mean, going you do hunting. that in Texas too. So <laughs> it's no big surprise. Yeah. Like I don't have an accent, but I will still cut off the g on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, looking at the floor plan, we're, we're going to be right beside. Uh, a bookstore. It looks like kids' books, and then the next one, the Geeky Chicks Boutique. So there you oh, go. All right. <laughs> so there you go. And hey looks ladies, like- I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Take one for the team, guys. Yeah, that's right. So there's some toys and some other stuff near us. Let's see, we got. What you're saying is, I want to have to practice the line. Have you met my friend Aaron? <laughs> Definitely be a wingman. Be a wingman. That's right. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, anyone in the area, come out, uh, hang out with us. Um, like I said, we're we're not trying to sell a bunch of stuff. We're not really there to make a lot of money. We're just there to hang out, get the word out about the podcast. Uh, you know, the whole Retro Junkies Network. So yeah, come check it out. So we'll have myself. Landon's going to be there. Aaron, you're going to be there, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rob Luther's planning on being there. Josh Witt's planning on being there. Um, might get a special guest. You know, it, it's hard to get him. 
because he's so in demand. But Michael Kelson might even be there. <laughs> I know how famous they are over at Two Dudes. We've had to, he kind of had to pull some strings, maybe get one of those guys over there, so he he may show up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they practically live like right next door. It's about what? Is it about three or four hour drive for that area, Landon? Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's about three yeah, three and a half, three hours. So okay. I mean, they're just they're just right there. All they gotta do is go up uh I seventy five, I think it is, and they're there. Yeah, and that that's about the same amount of drive for me. I'm, of course I'm a little bit more north in West Virginia, but or I guess you would say east. But uh <laughs> but yeah. Doesn't take me too long to get there either. And then poor Aaron, he's gotta like fly and boat and swim and yeah pretty much all three of those <laughs> no i'm 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 probably going to take a rental car just because i i don't know if my car would make it that far <laughs> you know i i think it would but i, I kind of don't want to chance it because it's the only vehicle i have um and i need it but uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe a rental, rental car is best which brings me to a quick little story um i i actually got an oil change today and I hadn't gotten an oil change in a while, so I, I kind of forgot what kind of oil my vehicle takes. <laughs> and, you know, just, just me being me, like the guy asked me, so do you want the synthetic? you want the fully synthetic? you want the this, that, and that, and, you know, and the other? And I'm just like, uh, whatever, I'll take the synthetic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. Like, you know, like all nonchalant. Yeah, the synthetic. And then I look up at the wall, and it's like the highest priced item they've got. As he's already putting the oil in my car. <laughs> it's like wait no it's already too late it's like you know i i paid a hundred bucks <laughs> oh for a freaking oil yeah. change and an air filter it's like i'm not eating today <laughs> yeah looks like it's ramen for the next week oh. yeah i feel like such an idiot because like you walk into one of those advanced store or advanced auto parts stores and i'm like i need some windshield wipers like a well, you got a six-cylinder or a four-cylinder. I'm like, what's it have to do with my windshield wipers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I hear you, man. Yeah. That made me feel pretty dumb. Like, I really don't know cars. Wow. <laughs> I know computers. I just don't know cars at all. I know Sega Genesis, but Just ask cars, him. Yeah, just ask him. <laughs> I'll tell you. All right, guys. Well... Again, we are the Genesis Gems Podcast, and if you would like to connect with us, go check out our website at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Calm, calm, calm. So, did that without stuttering. Nailed it. Snailed it. Wow, I was going to say, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> Every now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of screw up here and there, but, uh, um, but that was pretty good. Okay. It's like a party trick he brings out sometimes. It is. Yeah. I'm going to suck some helium next time and do it. Like, <laughs> no, no joke. My brother, uh, my brother George, he used to work at Whataburger, and um, oh, he would memorize, so like, yeah, like Whataburger's awesome down here. So and, and so, like, he worked there, and he worked drive through, and he could say, like, the, you know, the, welcome to Whataburger, and, like, he'd go through, like, the whole thing, like, super fast. And years later, even after he stopped working there, he could, like, you know, riff it off just, like, real quick. It's crazy. Was it, like, Good Burger? Welcome to Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger. Would you like a Good Burger? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, Whataburgers are great. Um, We have something um, in this side of the, you know, 
over here. Uh, Please don't f- say Crystal Burger. No, Five Guys. You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Man. we've got Five Guys. You got Five Guys now? Okay, so good. Yeah, we've also got that. Um, in and Out. Yeah, we've got In and Out, <laughs> but you know, people were like, oh, In and Out's the best thing ever. I, you know, I just had it and I still like what a burger more. Yeah. Uh, when I went to uh, Texas, the Fort Worth area, for a company trip, we ate at a Whataburger, and it was so good. I'm so. wondering what what's going to be good when we're in the convention area. like, And I guess we'll talk about that more. But <laughs> <laughs> There's well, got to be some good places. We're, we'll probably be talking about food when we will vid- more than we will video games. I, I think that might happen. <laughs> much as I love video games, I mean, food is just... Food is food. That's right. So, um little bit of listener business, and I owe this guy an apology. Um, we had an email from a very dedicated listener named Sean N717, or NZ17, Robinson, had a little nickname there. Um, he sent an email a few shows ago, and I forgot to read it, and I owe that guy an apology. So we're going to go ahead and read it this time. This was actually after the uh, Castle of Illusion episode. So he says, Hey, Genesis Gems gang, good job on another podcast. I've been catching up on past year's episodes by cherry-picking ones I've been interested in hearing. Now that I'm caught up, I've been following the show episode by episode. For what it's worth, there are three Mickey Mouse games in the in the Of Illusion series on the Jenny. There's Castle, Land, and World. You guys should play all three. I'm sure we'd like to hear what you have to say about them. By the way, the Game Gear version is the best Castle of Illusion in my humble opinion. The music, the visuals, the gameplay, the level design, it's all great. And I find its color palette and simpler look to actually be more charming and easier to understand than the 16-bit game. Perhaps best of all, depending on your taste, it totally lacks the high difficulty which you all were mentioning exists in the Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis version. It's a fun romp that both hardcore players and younger gamers can enjoy. Speaking of Mickey Mouse, you mentioned how one of the Mickey Mouse games was released here as Kid Clown and Nightmare World. Funny enough, this is actually part of a series known as Crazy Castle. It seems like each game in the series had a crazy number of character swaps. Sometimes the game starred Bugs Bunny, but starred Roger Rabbit or Mickey Mouse or Hugo or Garfield or the Ghostbusters or Woody Woodpecker in another region or at another time. It's one mixed up series, alright. By the way, have you ever considered some sort of contest or giveaway for a Genesis Gems t-shirt? NZ17. So, so yeah, thanks for that. Um, I didn't know too much about the, the Mickey games in there. Never played the Game Gear version either. Yeah, well, and uh, Land of Illusion was actually only on Game Gear and Master System. Okay. But, uh, yeah, everything else, awesome. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Sweet. And, yeah, we'll, we'll try to – let's do some shirt giveaways. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, we'll, def- we'll, we'll do a shirt giveaway. The next person to give us a iTunes review and says, hey, great episode – Give me a shirt. I'll, 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 we'll, 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 send yeah. you, we'll send you a Genesis Gem shirt. And then the next uh, game, um, one of the next few games, we'll do some kind of high score ton- contest and give away a shirt too. So there's two shirts you all can grab. Definitely one for someone who hasn't given us an iTunes review and then one for uh, someone who has but wants to get one anyway. So and, you, and you know, we, we definitely appreciate the, the feedback. And, uh, you know, it. we couldn't do this without you guys. So yeah. really appreciate it. That's right. And without hot dogs, you gotta have a hot dog. Hot dogs with <laughs> sauce, apparently. It's sauce. <laughs> I'm like I said in the Retro Junkies episode, Landon. I'm real curious what they call it in Kentucky because they're kind of in between, you know, yeah. West Virginia and, and Tennessee. It's gonna be interesting. There's no telling. Yeah, chili dogs, hot dog with sauce. <laughs> as long as we put some good coleslaw on top, we'll be good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, let's get right into the next segment, which is called Sega Snippets. Test one two. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. 
Yeah, Sega Snippets. I recently have been playing a couple games that our uh, good friend Ross Beck sold me. Uh, he's, he's he's a guy who collects a ton of games, and he buys... It's really funny. He'll go out and buy these big lots uh, from eBay, and then he'll um, you know just, just pull the games he needs and then sells the other ones. And he sold me... Um, Championship Program, which is pretty much RC Program just for the uh, Genesis, and then he sold uh, Tiny Toons Adventures, Buster's Hidden Treasure. Now um, I'm a huge fan of RC Program, so and I have played Championship Program, but I haven't dove into it as much as I had RC Program. And man, I love that game. I think the only difference is, of course, one the graphics and uh, instead of spelling Nintendo uh, to, to upgrade your car, you actually spell Championship. So that's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, love that game. I, Spell Genesis. Come on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I guess they're trying to find, you know, some somewhere with a long word. But uh, Well, I guess if they had to release it in different regions, then that would be more of a pain. <laughs> yeah. And spell uh, Sega Genesis or spell Mega Drive. <laughs> that's right. But this this game still has that great music. I mean, you don't hear music when you're racing, of course. I love the sound effects, but the the music in between the races is, is just some of my favorite. Do 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 I love his little tunes, and I don't know. I've been playing a lot of that game lately, but um, I haven't quite dug into the Buster's Hidden Treasure. Um, I love the Tiny Toon games on Nintendo and Super Nintendo, so looking forward to playing this one. I, I dabbled with this years ago, but haven't really uh, played much of it, so I'll be excited to get into that. You know, because it's funny, we had a Tiny Toons reference in you know our, our last game uh, about uh, something going down the hole. Uh, it was one of my achievements. Oh, yeah. And what was funny, I actually got a tweet from uh, from Blake Orell. He said, uh, don't, don't be ashamed of any Tiny Toons references. So I'm glad he caught that. <laughs> so. So yeah, um, so hey, Landon, have you been up to anything Sega recently? I have. I have uh, decided to break out uh, tournament fighters for the Genesis. Ooh, tur- uh, yeah. Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, I was going to say that that's one of those games where it seems like on each system it was a totally different game. Like on the NES, it was totally different from SNES, and SNES was totally different than Genesis. And I have to say, I like the Genesis version. I mean, it's a little off, especially with the the kind of I call them the dark turtles, the evil yeah. turtles that you fight, yeah. but that and the the Kawabanga, that that always kind of got me on that game. Yeah, Kawa, that's just weird. <laughs> I, and I, you know, I think we rented. Uh, I remember renting the Genesis version. I think the Super Nintendo version too, but I actually owned the NES game, and I think I was like the only kid who had the NES game because yeah. it was already, you know. <laughs> I think I got it in like 1995, and you know everyone was already moving on to other things. And but you, I found it can, at a rental store. You can sell that for a pretty penny now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I sold it back in like uh, what 2007 or 2008, where it wasn't worth nearly as much. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I that's... was gonna say, um, I was gonna say, Landon, um, someone went and made a remake of Terminator Fighters that kind of took the best elements, I think, of the Genesis and Super Nintendo games and kind of mixed them together and I think added a few other things. I don't know if it was using, like, the, the MuGen system, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, where they make, like, these custom fighting games. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it's been since it's been updated, but I remember years ago uh, downloading it and having some fun with it. Hmm, I'll have to, have to check that out. I really like tournament fighters. I'm, I don't know if I'm in the majority or minority, but... All the tournament fighters, like all three versions of the game, I've really liked. Yeah, like the NES one, you know, for, for what it is, it's still pretty fun. Like if you get if you get someone uh, playing, but like of course the AI is not so great. <laughs> yeah, 
But I mean, it's a fighting game on the NES. You know, it's one of the only official licensed fighting games that made it to the NES. So it's it's quite a feat in that regard. That's cool. And I have the Super Nintendo version. Um, I I definitely like it. You know, it's it's like playing Street Fighter with, with Turtles. Uh, definitely, uh, you can't go wrong there. No. <laughs> so yeah, how about you, Aaron? What have you been up to? Oh man, uh, let's see. I just had uh, had my daughter over for the weekend. Kind of, uh, I, I just had one daughter this time, um, just one kid. But, uh, you know, we, we were just uh, hanging out, playing video games. Uh, you know, I was showing her Quack Shot, <laughs> the game we're covering. <laughs> and uh, she played some, uh, she always likes playing Mickey Mouse games. So she's, she's definitely into that. Uh, man, in terms of uh, Sega snippets, though, like I've, I just finished a pretty fun cover of a David Bowie tune. So, of course, you know, David Bowie uh, sadly passed away recently. But um, I'm participating in a chiptune compilation. It's kind of a tribute to David Bowie. And um, basically, everyone was told that, you know, you could pick, pick three songs that you like that you would want to cover. Uh, and so I picked three and the one that, uh, the first one I picked, which was survive is actually featured in, um, a Sega dreamcast game, Omicron, the nomad soul. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty interesting, it's almost like Shenmue, a little bit different, but, uh, kind of that adventure type gameplay. Um, it's got the worst tank controls I've ever had. In my yes. <laughs> yes. But David Bowie's in the game, basically. Yep. And uh, one of the songs featured in it is Survive. It's also on his 1999 album. Um, and it's, it's a really cool song. I really dug it. And I knew that no one else would pick this song for this compilation. They would pick stuff like Heroes or maybe Dance Magic Dance or, you know... <laughs> Um, and so I, I got this song and I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a Sega Genesis cover of this song. And so I did. And, um, yeah, it turned out great. Um, it should hopefully be releasing soon. I'll let you guys know as soon as it's out so you can go check it out. And, uh, all the, the proceeds, uh, it's game face audio. Um, they do or game face show. They do a, a radio show devoted to like chip tunes and other things and so they're putting this album out and proceeds go to charity so it's pretty cool that's cool i'm, I'm looking Sweet. at the uh the cover of the dreamcast game right now and uh it's got you know david bowie's like right on front and center um, yeah his animation and then then <laughs> the backgrounds all the other characters but like david bowie's face is the only one that looks normal everyone else is like all kind of bad dreamcast <laughs> graphics <laughs> yeah it's almost like the and, and this was on pc also but it's like they really had to get that likeness of David Bowie down. Yeah, yeah. They, you wonder how much time like they spent with, or that he spent with those little dots on his face. <laughs> oh, cap him. That's right. <laughs> uh, but like, if you watch like the little videos inside of the game, they're they're great. The little music videos because like, bless their heart. They like they really try <laughs> for the time. <laughs> bless their little hearts. They really tried and like. This was a David Cage game, and I know you liked uh, Heavy oh, Rain, right? Love David Cage. Yeah, yep. so this was like the first David Cage directed game that I know of, um, and you know, it, it was really—I um, I would say it was really unique. 
And they really try to do a lot of different things. And so having, you know, music videos inside the game using the in-game graphics, like, it's cool. But then you see, like, some of these characters just look really goofy. <laughs> and, like, the guitarist, um, he's, like, bald. And he's just, he he's, like, I wouldn't want him in my band. I'll just say that. <laughs> like, I can't tell what he's playing. And, like, he, he kind of, like, creepily moves around the stage. And, like, you see him just, like, pop up behind David. And he's just he's just like the weirdest dude ever. Like, uh, and then there's just like this dancer over here with a funny, like, scary looking face, just kind of doing these contortions. <laughs> but the song's good, at least. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I talked a little bit about that game. I don't know if it was a few episodes ago or not, but I, I've played about maybe an hour into it, and uh, I definitely want to keep playing it. But it, it was a little hard to get into, and I'm, I'm a huge David Cage fan. I, I loved Heavy Rain. I loved uh, Beyond Two Souls, which a lot of people didn't like. It's one of those games where you try to throw in the kitchen sink, basically. And it's like, oh, well, we're going to have elements of this genre and this yeah. genre. And it's like, let's see what sticks. And not yeah. everything works. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still, it's still on my, like, I have to play this game because I just love what David Cage has done. So, yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah. Ha- it'll happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, the other thing I want to mention too, Sega is really trying to bolster their image right now. You can tell uh, with that "Make War, Not Love" campaign. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know what that is, but basically they've been putting out free games for the past week now yeah, on Steam. Yeah, on yeah. Steam that you can go grab. Um, I don't know. By the time you guys hear this, they might already end the promotion. But I mean, grab it. And if you don't already own these games, I'm sorry, you should. <laughs> if you don't already have Gunstar Heroes or, um, like, Condemned, that's a pretty cool game. Um, yeah, I remember Some of the that. other lesser-known ones they've been adding, pretty neat. Yeah, that came out real early on the 360 lifespan. I played that. that that's an awesome game. It's like a, I've never, I never played it, but it's like a first-person... Uh, survival horror, yeah. Survival horror, it, yeah. That is freaky, yeah. That, that game's great. Yeah, I have to check it out. Now that I actually have it, <laughs> and of course but, uh, Jet, Jet Set Radio, I love that game. It was ooh, out there. Yeah, yeah. No, Jet Set Radio is one of the best. Like, I almost wonder what a Sega Genesis version of that game would look like. And then I kind of look at the Game Boy Advance version and go, "Oh, maybe it would look like that." <laughs> was it the Game Boy Advance version isometric? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like yeah. how Tony Hawk was. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, I had you know everyone kind of praised that Tony Hawk game. I wasn't a big fan at Isometric, but maybe I was just spoiled by the real Tony Hawk games. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. What a jerk. Yeah, what a jerk. No, what a hoser. It's still better than Tony Hawk Five. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I think anything is. Yep. <laughs> but uh, that that's uh, it for me for Sega snippets. Sweet, I love it. Yeah, I hope Sega keeps putting out some new games. Um. And I guess there's a Sonic movie coming out. Did I hear that right? Yes. Okay. And okay. I think they're partnering with partnering with Sony Studios, which kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, and because Sony has kind of a bad track record. If you look at Spider-Man Two, you look at <laughs> yeah, no, just stop. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Sony put out that Ratchet and Clank movie. I'm, I kind of want to watch that, but we'll nope, I didn't even know that was out. Well, I don't know if it's out yet or not. They're 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 working on it at least and i know the, okay. the game's supposed to be following up as well uh the right. reboot my son is really into ratchet oh and clank. i love ratchet and clank it's uh and i've only i've only played a few of the games and i've been me i always wanted to go back to the yeah the, i want to original. go back so this, this might be a way you can kind of replay the first one but um yeah so cool so yeah hopefully sega can can start getting better at things i mean and, and i know 
I don't know what Sega's involvement is in Shinmu Three, but at least that's coming out. It'll it'll be Sega in my heart, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like they put out the new. I'm glad that they finally localized the new, uh, well, the new Yakuza game. Uh, but I have to catch up with the other ones because uh, I've played the first one, really enjoyed it. If you know, like I've said before, if you like Shenmue, I know, I know. You know, you know the story. You've already heard it. You've Still already play it. You've already guilted me. I need to go try it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping they, uh, you know, on the a lot of people really hate this. I kind of like it because you can get trophies now. But uh, they're re-releasing PlayStation Two games on the uh, PS mm-hmm. PS4 uh, PlayStation Network. I oh, think they haven't re-released Yakuza. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen uh, it. And I think it's because of how big the games are. I yeah. think there were some emulation issues. I know that they actually redid the games. Um, they changed a few things around too, and they re-released it on the Wii U. Okay, but I don't know why they haven't. Well, I guess why they haven't brought it over here is because they're not, you know, huge selling games. Yeah, I may just have to break down and and buy one, one of the older consoles and just play it. Yeah. So I, we we, we kind of use my PlayStation Three as our Netflix machine in the living room. So I really don't play a lot of games on that anymore. So, <laughs> but anyways. How very dare you? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Well, what's next? What's next on this outline is Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants to. So, Aaron, you got some questions that need answered? I think so. Me... <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was a little late on that. I just posted it uh, earlier this afternoon, so... Hopefully, everyone who had a question gets it answered because I'm afraid people are going to start answering after we recorded. So if that happens, we apologize. We know how you know Aaron's just got the best answers to everything, even like life questions. So <laughs> yeah, ask him away. Okay, so here we go. Let's just get right to it. Uh, Brian Bowen asks, "What's your favorite controller to use with the Sega Genesis?" And I would have to say because I don't have the largest hands, um, I'll just say they're. They're rather small. I'm not afraid to admit that. I have average-sized feet and small hands, and I play the piano, and I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I need to reevaluate my life. Anyways, I play using a six-button controller when I can. Uh, the three-button controller is all right, but I feel like the controller is too big for my hands. Um, I also like using the Sega arcade stick. Yes. Um, I, and it's just because there a lot of games on the Sega Genesis uh, are arcade ports or are, have an arcadey feel to them. And so having that around, like if you ever get the chance, I say this to people, if you ever play Desert Strike, play it with an arcade stick because you can change the controls to where it's just perfect. Like you, you take off the momentum and then you can use uh, that arcade stick and uh, it's just the most comfortable experience. Unfortunately, they kind of removed that feature uh, from the other two games, but uh, you can still do it in Desert Strike. There's like a certain control method. Uh, So moving on here, um, Nick Mellon asked, what's the best arcade stick to buy for a Saturn? Uh, You know, I never had an arcade stick for my Saturn, uh, but I would say you're probably best off speaking sticking with um, anything made by Sega or uh, ASCII wear. Like, they put out quality stuff. Like, I have an ASCII wear 
Sega Genesis stick, and it's really good. Yeah, so I have that same one. I love it. It, it just works perfectly. Yeah. So I would say it, the same thing probably holds true for the Sega Saturn. Like I would love if I had a Sega Saturn again, I would also love to have those virtual on sticks, those twin uh, flight sticks. Yeah, <laughs> those are pretty cool. <laughs> just saying. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric says to add to this controller. Uh, centric topic. I'm curious if Aaron has a preference between the original three button and six button pad. I personally prefer the few of the six buttons. Oh, the feel of the six D pad a bit more. And you know what? I agree. Um, now I think there's two different six button controllers though. Uh, there's one that feels I think a little cheaper, and one that has. I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's one that has bigger buttons, and one that has a little bit smaller buttons, but it probably a better D pad. Um, I think that's my favorite. But the thing I don't like is I don't like the mode button, <laughs> how it's kind of sunk in. Yeah. yeah. And, and it makes sense because, and people forget, I think the mode button is to switch between six button and three button games most times. And then every once in a while, it would be used like a select button or something. I like the controllers where the mode button is just a button, like it's like a select button. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? What are your preferences? for uh, Sega Genesis controllers, tell us on our Facebook group. I'm going to go ahead and move on. Uh, so Michael Kelso asks, do you wax or trim your eyebrows? They are looking <laughs> quite defined. And you know what? I do not. This is all natural, my friend. He wakes that's, up that good looking. That's right. right. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'm worth it. <laughs> Maybe it's so. Tell me, tell me about this picture that uh, Daniel Walker posted. That looks like it's from uh, Crossfire. Well, yeah. Every time we, uh, whenever Josh Witt's on the show, and we say, "Oh yeah," it's time for it. he goes, "Ask Aaron." I'm like, "Yeah, Crossfire. You'll get caught up in the." Man, it's I've like been the tr- best song ever. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been trying to find that game. Like, I thought they would like remake it. It's cause... like the worst game, apparently. Oh, like, it's fun for it. like ten seconds, and it. then it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a, you know, you're just trying to shoot these little marbles across to the other guy. It looks fun. I mean, that commercial makes it look like the most fun yeah. game. Well, ever. If, if you have multiple, because you know the, the point of the game is you, there's like these little spinners out in, in on the board, and you got to shoot this little spinner thing, and it's got to get to the other guy's. Uh, side and of course you win when that happens kind of like playing like football or something you know you yeah score the uh, thing but uh, i tried to find that game like my, my son my six-year-old son loves board games and everything that i loved as a kid i've been able to rebuy like we have operation and don't break oh, the nice. ice and nice. and uh you know sorry all those great games but this is the only one that i don't think they ever remade and every time i found it on ebay it was like 60 dollars <laughs> like oh <good laughs> great. so like yeah it was just kind of cool to to remember that game but, oh yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad he kind of picked up on that because I think we <laughs> we may have mentioned it one time that it sounded like. I think like the... we we've done it uh, like once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, ask Aaron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I, I think it was uh I think it was Steel Panther that actually <laughs> remade that song. Steel Panther. <laughs> they did their own version of that song. Yeah. Uh, pretty great. What was the name of the band on that movie? The rock star. They had a panther in her name, didn't they? With Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, it was like still, still dragon. That's what it was. <laughs> that yeah. movie. Oh, oh man, love that movie. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, Gabe Van Glider, uh, friend of the show. I always see him over on Two Dudes as well. Uh, what's your favorite Wii U or 3DS game? And unfortunately, I don't have a Wii U. I 
and uh, but if I did, it definitely wouldn't be Sonic Boom. Just say that right now. Uh, Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8. Yeah, there you go. Um, So I have a 3DS, but I don't have many games for it. I do enjoy Super Mario 3D Land, though. And um, I've been meaning to play Shovel Knight. I really want to check that out. I know that uh, there's a whole bunch of Sega uh, 3D re-releases of games I've been meaning to check out. And also, I know Mr. Nick Stevens here uh, has Shinobi. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's hard. I mean, it's hard, but it's good. Very good. That's what she said. Anyways. (laughs) uh, Family-friendly show. Uh, Moving on. When it's an office joke, I'll let it slide. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of The Office. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, I'm so proud. I'm, of, I'm so proud I, of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I'm back up to because I, I want to actually finish the series this time. I think I stopped at like season six, uh, last go around. So I'm, I'm going my, through them again. I'm on my fourth run through. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. My wife gets so annoyed. <laughs> I bet because like you, you probably just start up those jokes again. Yeah. <laughs> And I can like as soon as the episode starts, I can almost quote some of the lines, and it's getting it's getting a little ridiculous. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time I try to make something fun, you go and make it not that way. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. All right, here we go. Um, so let's see. Benjamin Murphy says Oculus Rift or blast processing, which is superior. <laughs> and this is like one of those. <laughs> Do you like apples or do you like oranges? Because they're completely different. <laughs> no, it's more like, do you like apples and do you like sponge baths? Because they're like not even <laughs> in the same universe. Apples or sponge baths? <laughs> I like that. So I have to say, maybe if I had an apple while taking a sponge bath, like, you know, maybe if I was able to use Ooh, that's some of that fancy. glass processing that's real while fancy. I had the Oculus Rift on, like maybe some like, true 3d like you know sega sega had the sega vision thing going on right oh yeah like they wanted to bring vr out in the 90s like maybe if we had that perfect okay so partner that oculus rift give me some blast processing maybe some 3d genesis and and i'm with you there (laughs) otherwise i have no idea like (laughs) that's just that's one of those questions where i i just don't have a good answer for unfortunately so i'll just say blast processing because i've experienced blast processing i've not experienced the oculus rift <laughs> that's an awesome question <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving on here let's see oh i said i thought i deleted this picture yeah <laughs> yeah the one uh nick found of me uh no, i'm just kidding it's it's a good enough picture i'm trying to mix, uh, mix it up a little bit yeah. So, um, and it looks like I'm asking a question, anyways. Yeah. It's a goofy selfie. Uh, Benjamin Murphy asks, oh, wait, it's the same one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, Joe uh, Koppel asks, Amazing uh, Saga, Mutant Fighter is one of my favorite beat em ups for the Genesis and very unknown. What other beat em ups do you think are great and not well known to the average consumer collector for the Genesis? Um, I know we've probably talked a tiny bit about Cyborg Justice, which is pretty unique. Yeah. Um, kind of a love it or hate it game. Um, <laughs> but there's also one of my favorites that I have in my collection that Ross Beck gave me as a gift, actually. Good old Ross. Uh, DJ Boy. I absolutely love DJ Boy. It's just got a, a fun uh, 
fun gameplay, and uh, you pick up these coins, and there's just these wacky enemies. Uh, one day we'll cover it. Uh, I heard there's this one um, game called Water Margin that was released late in the Genesis lifespan, but I think only over in China, uh, which I've actually, I think Taiwan, I've heard is actually really good. Um, so check that one out. You know, there's some other ones like uh, Two Crude Dudes, uh, Growl, which I've heard is not so great. I've never played it. It's kind of a not-so-great port of a Taito arcade game. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys ever play Punisher? Yeah, Punisher's great. Yeah, so, I mean, Punisher just a, costs a lot of money, though. That's the yeah. only problem. Yeah. It's a good game, though. Uh, so here, track down Punisher. It's not too bad. Captain America and the Avengers. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... The, I'd say my favorite part of that game is probably the music, but uh, it's kind of sluggish, if I remember right. Yeah, that was a Data East game, right? Yeah, okay. Data East. But I will tell you, it's infinitely better than the Super Nintendo version. Oh, gosh, yeah. That uh, Mindscape put out. <laughs> that was a uh, that was one of those things I got for my birthday one year for Super Nintendo. It like, ruined my, my next three or four months. Because I, <laughs> you know, back then you get that one game for a while and it's all you play. And I'm just... Oh, yeah, that game was awful. And there's always that one game that you got as a kid for a gift, and you're just like, can I return this? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you had zero tact. It's just like, can I can I take this back? Yep. And I, yeah. I, I believe that's something I really want. I believe I saw that, like, in the bargain bin at our, our local uh, Kmart someone got for me. I thought, yeah, that deserves to be in that bargain <laughs> bin. <laughs> that was a bad game. Sometimes you find, like, really cool stuff in the bargain bin, like, you know, Subterranea or, like, yeah. uh, Robo LSD on the Sega CD. I mean, it, it just depends. Just not that game. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, okay, so this was interesting. Brian Voss asked, favorite wrestling documentary? And uh, interesting enough, I have seen a few. There was that one, um, was it like Beyond Belief? Or what was the one where it was like, um, we're going to expose wrestling? And it was like on NBC, and it was like, they use stunt grannies. And like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just like we're gonna review, you know, reveal the tricks they use, like, and it's like this whole thing where it's like, well, you know, if you're trying to reveal that wrestling's fake, I mean, it should be obvious to everyone (laughs) watching. (laughs) But uh, if not, it's it's kind of sad. But no, to be honest, my favorite is probably Beyond the Mat, um, which kind of focuses on a few different wrestlers. I think my favorite wrestler out of that bunch was probably Mankind. Uh, just because he was just like a, such a down-to-earth guy outside of the ring and someone you could kind of relate to. Um, you know, once he was kind of outside of that persona, you realize he was just a regular dude. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking to see him like the part of it was like, you know, he, to please the fans, the stuff that he would put himself through. Like, you know, that one match with uh, I think it was Undertaker. Where he fell off the cage. Yeah. Yeah, and his tooth went through his lip and through his nose. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah that, that was, was nasty. Pretty gnarly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's my favorite documentary. I have enjoyed uh, some other ones that WWE's put out um, more recently, like the one about Ultimate Warrior. Though that one did kind of seem a little one-sided. Um, I did enjoy the one about WCW. Like I. I think now, like, I'm more interested in watching these wrestling documentaries than watching actual wrestling nowadays. (laughs) Funny enough, like, because I I like reliving the the glory years for me, which was, you know, the 80s and 90s. 
and uh, Landon, you, you probably know the title of this one, but there was one about Bret Bret Hart, right? I kind of went through oh, his career. Uh, and... Wrestling with shadows. Yes, that was that was really good. It oh, made me... because uh, the heart, the whole Hart family. Yeah, and then the uh, was it the something Screwjob the, the Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So that that was a fantastic documentary. I remember that like seeing that match. Video. It was crazy. That was like some of the only footage too of like what went on that day, like how they double crossed him and didn't tell him. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, the story was, he said, you know, I'm not going to, we know wrestling's predetermined. He basically said, you know, I'm not going to drop the belt in Canada because I'm a Canadian hero and all this. And they're like, well, you kind of got to, you're leaving the company. We can't have you leave as champion. And he said, well, you know, I'll, I'll beat him on Monday night. And then, you know, I'll either, you know, forfeit the title or he can beat me, you know, the following night on Monday night wrestling. And instead of doing that, the, uh, the referee was told, you know, whenever Shawn Michaels puts him in a submission move, ring the bell and say, Bret Hart gave up and then get out of there. And that's kind of what happened. And then, you know, that documentary kind of goes backstage and you see Bret Hart, like punch Vince McMahon out and they get in a big yelling and screaming match and it's crazy. Yeah. That's when uh, keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, wasn't, uh, I was just trying to, I almost said as a joke, no holds barred. Because <laughs> 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 that is the most true to life. Uh, How about ready, ready, to, ready to, ready to, re- wrestling you'll ever see. Ready to rumble. That was a good wrestling documentary. <laughs> <laughs> David Arquette. Yeah. Didn't he show up on WCW to promote that movie? He actually he won, actually the, he actually won the title, didn't he? That was so sad about WCW. <laughs> like There were times when it was really good and times when it was really bad when anyone could go on that show and win a title. <laughs> like Dennis Rodman and Diamond Dallas Page. I remember those yeah. Days. <laughs> like, come on. Come uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just... I mean, if if you liked watching train wrecks, that was the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got a few more questions to settle here. Uh, Sean uh, Muldowney says, "What is one of your all-time favorite gaming moments?" And Sean is also another. Uh, he's a honorary dude over on Two Dudes, and I know he runs the Two Dudes High Score Group. Um, so what is one of your all-time favorite gaming moments, whether it's in-game or announcement? I'd love to know. Um, and so as far as Sega Genesis, um, it's hard to say, but, uh, I think finally beating Sonic 2, that was one of my favorite (laughs) moments and seeing the end of that game and just like the, the amazing music, like some of my, one of my favorite songs was at the end of that game, um, and then uh, Fantasy Star 4, just, I just remember getting to the end of that game and just like the trippy visuals and um, how humongous the boss was in that game and also like um, virtual racing. Just seeing 3D graphics on my Sega Genesis that looked that, that smooth uh, was really cool. Um, also on the Sega CD, just so many moments there for me, um, whether it be the game, uh, the, the Lunar series, where like the story just grabbed me. Uh, Lunar was the very first RPG I ever beat. Um, so you know, from the moment go, like I was hooked on that series. Uh, the game Vi. There's a uh, certain character that dies in the game that I won't say much about. But if you ever play that game, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
uh, where the character just kind of dies out of nowhere and uh like your heart just kind of sinks in your chest and like that was that was the first time i think a game made me cry oh wow <laughs> Yeah, as a little kid, like that was just like what, <laughs> what <laughs> happened, you know? Um, and then I think the game uh, Snatcher, like that's probably my favorite <laughs> Sega CD game. Uh, and I'll talk about this game at Infinitum, but it's a Hideo, Hideo Kojima game. Who most people probably know for the Metal Gear franchise, um, Metal Metal Gear series. Uh, that game, man, had so many crazy moments and like plot twists and. Um, emotional, like th- these characters, like just great voice acting. Um, and so you really connected with these characters. They really felt alive. Um, and so just getting to the end of that game, like the ending takes like 30 minutes, but it's, you know, you talk about like he's famous for these long cutscenes. Like that's kind of where it started, where it's like the end of this game is you're, you're in for the long haul, but uh, it's, it's so worth it. And it's just one of the craziest reveals of any game I've ever played. So there you go, Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just a few. Uh, so Saul, um, I'm not going to pronounce your last name because I don't want to mess it up. I think he said I did okay. Uh, but Saul says, uh, got me a high-definition graphics Genesis a couple weeks back. Yay. Unfortunately, it has rainbow banding. Boo. Uh, mm. Is there a high-def model that doesn't do this? I have the non-TMSS console. Thanks. Um, I think the trick with that is that you need to... What I think... I think see, that's why we need Josh on the show. Because <laughs> this, this is absolutely why. Because I think you can output to R- RGB, which gets rid of that problem. Um, I use AV... Um, I don't notice it too much, and I have the same model. Um, but maybe, maybe it just depends on the game. I know on Sonic One, you can definitely tell, um, in certain parts of the first stage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wish I could give you a better answer. Uh, unfortunately, Josh would be the one that I would track down. Um, as far as getting a better, clearer picture, he, if you look on our, especially on our fan page, he he devised. Uh, something that that really gives you the best output. Uh, and there's there's different mods and guides you can look up to. If you just look up like Genesis Model 1 um you know, visual upgrade or or whatever it's called, uh you'll definitely find some mods that give you the best picture. Yeah, that's good. I'll, we'll we'll keep that question open uh, for when Josh returns. I had that same problem with my uh Model 2 Genesis like a uh, when I played Rocket Knight Adventures in the like the waterfall area of the first level, yeah. I mean it's just you could just see a huge rainbow across it. And then whenever Josh sold me uh, the Model One with the uh, the audio mod, um, it just it looked ten times better too, even with no uh, video mod. <laughs> so so that was kind of nice. I, that always annoyed me with that, and I, I saw some of it um, on Earthworm Jim on the What the Heck stage as well, and then it went away with this next model. So yeah. There's definitely definitely something going on there, and I don't know the specifics, but we'll keep that question open for when Josh comes back. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Ask Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Spin-off. Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, is that all the questions you got? Yeah, that was it. All right. Well, what are what we got out here? We're about 40 minutes into the show, and we're going to go right on to the game. Uh, so, hey, Aaron, game on. Game on, Nick. Hey, Landon, game on, buddy. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Quackshot. 
Starring Donald Duck. It was starring Donald Duck, right? Not featuring Donald Duck. It's, it starred him. Yeah, no, starring <laughs> Donald Duck. Like, all these good. games were basically like pretend movies. Yeah, exactly. I, for some reason, I kept I, I, I kept typing in featuring Donald Duck. I was kind of making fun of myself. And I thought, no, that's not right. It's starring Donald Duck. Not featuring. Starring. But anyways, um, hey, as far as memories go for this, um, kind of the same memory I had for castle of illusion you know I, I i was a kid and when i had the genesis later on in the lifespan i didn't play these as much but um like i mentioned my my buddies down the street had a genesis and of course we had a rental store that lets you rent the genesis so when i did rent it you know i'd, I'd either pick up uh, castle of illusion and sonic and i'd get this game as well um this game was a little bit uh harder to get into than castle of illusion i'll get i can get into that later but uh i still love playing it it was a uh, just a different different pace of a game than castle of illusion and sonic and um, but um, definitely, definitely enjoyed it as a kid. Uh, you guys remember playing this at all when you were younger? Oh yeah. Uh, well, for me especially, uh, we owned this one. This was one of the first Sega Genesis games I remember us owning. I know we had Altered Beast, we had Sonic the Hedgehog one. Um, I don't think we got the Sega Genesis when the Altered Beast, you know, version came out. Uh, I think we got it right when uh, Sonic One came out, and this was one of the first games we got to. Um, I think around 91. And so, you know, like you were saying, you have a few games, so you're constantly playing the same games. I have a lot of memories playing this game for some reason. Um, and just being impressed uh, generally, even then, uh, w- with the graphics, uh, as far as just how colorful everything seemed, uh, and just how well Disney was able to kind of capture, uh, or, you know, Sega was able to capture the Disney magic. Uh, and and you know like even though and we'll probably go get into this like you, you play this game and you think oh this is a huge Indiana Jones ripoff <laughs> it turns out it wasn't Indiana Jones was kind of an homage to the Donald Duck uh, comic strip that this game is based off of. That's cool. So Landon, yeah. did you, do you have any memories of the game? Well, I didn't play the game until I was older. I was probably 16 or 17 years old. I'd got a when I got my Genesis when I was younger. It was kind of toward the end of the Genesis lifespan. Uh, like I'm trying to think what games had just come out when I got mine. They were they were really pushing the 32x when I got my Genesis. I'll put it that way. And I didn't really see this game until I was older. And, you know, I was over at a friend's house and he's like, hey, you know, I know this kind of looks like a kitty game, but it's really, really cool. I said, well, what is it? And he said, it's a uh, it's quack shot with the uh, Donald Duck in it. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, you know, I like Donald Duck, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I was really blown away. I'm like, wow, this was like an early Genesis game. He said, yeah, I'm like, this this is really good. I mean, this is on par with some of the later stuff in the in the system's life, you know. So, so you gave it a quack shot. I gave it a quack shot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. See what I did there? <laughs> you are a dad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, w- I was kind of blown away because it it was it was an earlier Genesis title, but it had really good graphics, really good sound, really good controls, and it, and it was just fun. That was the thing that I really liked about it. It was just a fun game to play. It, you know, it really didn't take itself too seriously but at the same time you know you kind of had the sense of urgency especially like in the uh later levels you know where the walls are closing in on you that that kind of thing but 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just a really fun game for me. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Speaking of cool, how does how cold was it at Disney World? Uh -oh. Donald Duck was even wearing pants. All right. <laughs> crickets, crickets. Oh no, my internet. I don't know. Like I'm getting a weird connection. Probably. Are you okay? Uh -oh. Yeah. All I mean, echoey. not that I'd laugh at your jokes anyways, because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, let's try this one. What do you get if you cross Donald with a whale? Moby Duck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you love it? Uh, Do man. Donald. No, I do love it. <laughs> Donald Duck, the original Angry Bird, right? Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like that one took me a second. I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you gotta do them. You gotta do them. So uh, yeah, this game was published and developed by Sega of America. Uh, that was published by Sega of America, developed by Sega Enterprises. It was released in 1991. Which Aaron sounds like you nailed that date a little bit ago. So you said you got it in 91. You must have got Snailed it right when I came out. Snailed it. Uh, the composer, which is the same composer of Castle of Illusion, is uh, Shigenori Kamiya, I believe. And um, it's a shame that um, this composer only did these games because this, this music's great. We'll get onto that later. And um, the average going price for this as of uh, today, according to the little app I use, uh, you can get the cart for $11. And uh, complete, it's going for about 20 So apparently I overpaid for this a little bit. I, I bought the cart about a month and a half ago. And um, I got it for $12.99 on eBay. So paid a little bit more than what the average price is going for. I usually get a good deal. I don't know what happened there. But anyways, um, so the story of this game. So uh, I'm going to read what uh, uh, Moby Games had. Hey, Moby, Moby Duck, get it? Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Don Donald and his three nephews get their hands on a treasure map and set out to hunt the big prize. Donald travels throughout the world to places like Egypt, India, South Pole, and even Transylvania while his nephews fly an airplane. That's scary. Why wasn't Launchpad doing that? Is that... Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> As a weapon, Donald uses plungers that can freeze the enemies or stick to the walls, which can then be used for climbing. Other wacky weapons are popcorn and bubblegum. <laughs> so... Yeah, it sounds very, uh, reading that, if I were a kid, I thought, eh, I don't know that I want to play that, but it definitely plays better than what that sounds. And, um, you know, as far as what this is considered in, in genre, uh, most of the places I went to consider it a platformer, of course. Um, and then you kind of get a mixture of, you hear people say it's it's got puzzle solving or it's you know non-linear. I've even heard people throw out the term Metroidvania. Uh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of that in there. Loosely. Uh, yeah, loosely, <laughs> loosely. I can see the inspiration, uh, but I, I kind of consider it a non-linear game, knowing that you can start from. You kind of think of like Ducktales, how you can pick each each level. This one, you go back to the levels. Duckburg. <laughs> You actually go back to the levels once you find uh, certain items to get there, but we can get there uh, later in the show. And as far as the controls go, um, of course your directional pad is going to move, Donald. Uh, C is the jump, B is your attack, and A does a crazy little dash thing, which I never used. I don't know about you guys. Did you use that dash at all, like the A button? I did, but then I kind of realized it's kind of like trying to run in Mass Effect 1. It's kind of <laughs> useless. <laughs> That's true. Mass Effect 1. Yeah, it is. I mean, until like you're in battle. Seriously, it's because it's like, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run right now in Quackshot. I'm just like, it looks like he's just wobbling around, which is a cool yeah. animation, but he's maybe running at like a half a centimeter faster. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> per square inch or whatever. Which I, I remember the first time I got like the, uh, his anger or temper mode. Like I thought, oh, am I, am I supposed to hit the A button all the time to do that? But apparently when you just get some peppers or something. Yep. You collect some <laughs> enough peppers. Yeah. Enough sauce. Enough sauce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you got that. And, um, of course, whenever you get different weapons, uh, your start, uh, when you hit start, it takes you to a menu, and you can pick from you know, your plunger, your bubble, I guess it's bubble gun, they said, and, uh, and your corn shot. So there you go. So yeah, that's the uh, control is very simple. Very, I, I thought they were fine. I heard some, I actually read some reviews, uh, like IGN did a review on this game, and they, they talked about how bad the controls were, and I thought that's a little mm. harsh. I didn't think they were that bad at all, honestly. But. No, they're they're pretty precise when it comes to actually jumping. Yeah, uh, those aren't so bad. What I, what I would say is kind of a problem is when you get to ladders, and yeah. you can't just line up directly on them. And I think Montezuma's Revenge had this problem too. Uh, like I was playing it on the the Coleco version of it. It's the same thing where it's like you try to line up with the ladder and you can't you can't hit the middle of it. You have to be kind of off to the side. That's the only problem I've had with the game. I mean, like everything else is pretty decent. Yeah, and, and you know some of the real tight platforms. I don't remember having a bit of trouble jumping. And you know, when I did die, I thought, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I screwed up. My fault. So I don't know. What do you think, Landon? Did you think the controls were good? Or? I, I'm kind of like Aaron. I think the uh, the ladder thing kind of threw me off. It took me a little bit of time to get used to that. Kind of having to stand off to the side a little bit. Um, the jumping was great. The platforming was great. Uh, I'm kind of like you guys. The I think the run was a little a little useless. It was kind of cool to watch him kind of get revved up and then go, but <laughs> that that was about it. Yeah, I mean, could, I, did, were you able to get through the game without using it once? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I used the uh, the little like down slide, yeah, like, yeah. Super I like slide that. Thing. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, that thing's pretty cool. I use that more than anything, really. Like I, 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 just to get through a level fast, I would just hit down because that slide happens when you hit down and jump, and you just kind of slide across the level, kind of like the Mega Man slide. Yeah. It, it reminded me of playing Mega Man because you know after Mega Man Two, you could actually do that, and I was constantly just sliding through the levels. So it was just kind of like habit for me to try to do that with Donald. Oh yeah, and it just it adds a nice little element to the game, especially when you're in, um, I think, in Mexico, and you go into the. Uh, one of the pyramids I think it is or you know one of the tombs or wherever you're at in there um, and you go in there and you meet up with, with Goofy and he's like oh well you gotta go back outside there's nothing back here thanks Goofy thanks a lot <laughs> Garsh, Garsh. <laughs> well Donald you know at least, at least it gives you a plunger, right? The, the red, yeah, the red yeah. plunger it gives you what? the red plunger you can jump on it's kind of like the bombs in, uh, in Metroid speaking of Metroid uh, you know, where it's like they can kind of launch you up further. Uh, yeah. The plungers that you get here, they're able, you can jump on them and uh, you, can, you can get over walls and things. Yeah, and, and uh, man, when you got that, that when you got that power up, that made the game so much more fun, I thought. I loved doing that, putting the plungers yeah. on the wall and jumping. Yeah. It, it was just like a cool, I don't know. It, it kind, that's where like the Metroidvania thing comes into play, where it's like, oh wow, this adds a whole new element yeah, to the game yeah. that wasn't in there. And um, you know, kind of talking about like these prototypical Metroid style, you know, just platform adventure games. It kind of made me think of Strider on NES for some reason. Hmm. Or it's the same deal where you could kind of pick the level you went to, but you couldn't beat the level until you got a certain item that you kind of had to, to find. That made sense. 
So it was the same kind of deal in this game where it's just like, you know, it, it kind of made you think it was non-linear. You know, you could do what you want, but the game kind of wanted you to go a certain way. So it'd be like, oh, well, you get here and then you talk to someone. And they're like, well, you kind of need this item before you can go any further. <laughs> At least it was nice enough to tell you and not just be like, oh, well, you kind of hit a wall. So you guys, so see you in about, you know, 20 years when you figure this game out. Yeah, and I, I remember restarting the game and getting the bright idea, well, I'll just go try to get the uh, plunger first before I get stopped. But I think you have to beat that first level before you can get you anywhere. You do. Yeah. You do, because you, you have to get down there to get, I think, to get a key. It's always so convoluted. It's like, to get a key, and then, like, the it's so great, the plot <laughs> contrivance, whatever that word is, the, the you know, <laughs> contrivances or however you say it. Um it's hilarious because you know it's it's like Pete's minions just happen to be spying on Donald when he gets this idea to steal his uncle's treasure map. It's like, <laughs> you know, they just hang outside their house twenty four hours a day, twenty four hour surveillance. <laughs> just great. I think uh, Phil, the No Square Gamer, mentioned that in his review. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you guys haven't seen that, we'll we'll put the uh, link on our uh, show notes. It's also on the all the Facebook pages. I even put it on Twitter last night. So check that out. We, we, we love, we love the no swear gamer. Great guy. He's um, a good buddy. Yeah. I want to definitely support him in that. So and he said, and Phil, where's Chester cheetah at? I want to make sure you hate that game as much as I do. That's right. Where's it at? He even bought it. He even went out. We, we challenged him because he challenged us to play Jurassic park. And we did that challenge. Now, Phil, I'm calling you out, buddy. And Chester. I've got his copy of, uh, Mighty Max, which is probably uh, the worst Sega Genesis game ever. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is kind of shameful, but when we, when we did that retro junk box, I actually pulled that game out and popped it in my Genesis, and I thought, no, I don't want this in my house. So I put it back yeah, in the so box. that game has your DNA on it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's got greatness on it, all over it. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, you, you mentioned Pete a little bit ago, and... Uh, I, this is a random, random thought about this game, but I thought it was kind of funny. Whenever you see Pete in one of the levels, um, he kind of his wardrobe adapts with the environment. So like, uh, yeah, like when when you're in the uh, South Pole, he's got like a uh, you know real heavy jacket. But it's almost a little racist when you get to like uh, to Egypt and then the the in the India level, which I well, what was that Mahajajajajar? I can't say that word. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's wearing like a turban, which I thought that could be considered a little racist nowadays. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like back then. You think of uh, what was it? Uh, show was it? What was the Johnny Carson show where he used to do like the Karnak thing, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> So I think we were a little less PC back then. That's true. <laughs> just a tad. We're, yeah, we're also sensitive now, so definitely. Uh, I just thought that was funny. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting, Pete. But you know, you you are you are you know he is a bad guy, so I think that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So you take- and you know, it's made by a Japanese company, so we, we let them get away with things a little more over there. That's true. That's true. You know, like like with Punch Out. Punch Out's even worse. Uh, punch oh, out, yeah. Punch Out's the worst, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Vodka uh, Drunkenski. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got turned into uh, Soda Poppinski. Soda yeah, Poppinski. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, down at Myrtle Beach, I think I mentioned this before, they had a, uh, a a retro game store in their mall, but they also, on the side of it, it had like retro arcade games in a quarter apiece. They had the original Punch Out there, and it was pretty fun oh, yeah. to play. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. Body blow, body blow. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, anyways, um, as far as the game goes, I mean, you, you got a real... Um, at, at first, there's only three levels open. I believe they are, what was it, Mexico, Transylvania. What was the first level here in? Duckburg. That's right. I should have <laughs> been. But, and once you find the real map, I get you have to go, once you are able to backtrack through all the levels and get to Transylvania and uh, beat the... Uh, you know, Count Dracula, or Count Dracula, Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> it would have been awesome. One, two, three. It would have been awesome if it was Hocula, right, Landon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. You're not yes. getting my treasure map. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping Hocula would make a uh, an entrance on the uh, Genesis Gems, finally. <laughs> it happened. We are complete. But, um, it, you know, as far as beating Dracula, um, I was shooting him with the plungers for the first few times, but uh, if you get the corn... It makes it. That's like the easiest boss in the world, because the corn shoot. It's like a spreader gun in Contra, and uh, yeah. so what Dracula does, he goes up. He's kind of hiding in his cape, and then he lets go of his cape, and all the little mini peats are flying out of him, like little peat bats. I don't know if you call those things. And if you shoot the uh, corn gun, it just kind of takes all the peat bats out, and then you can shoot it again, and it hits Dracula, and you can get through it without even getting hit. But I was using the plungers at first, which was just stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. but Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. Either. I don't know. Gosh, just kick me off the show. Take off. Maybe I should just tell another dad joke and get it over with. <laughs> What's the best about elevator jokes? They work on so many levels. Oh, man. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to get this joke before you even tell me. One of these days. One of these days. It is February now. This is kind of appropriate. Can February March... <laughs> no, no, but April may. Yeah, April may. No oh, man, it was so close. It kind of reminds me of in, in Parks wah, and Recreation. Wah, wah. Um, what's? You, did you watch Parks and Recreation? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what, what's the accountant's name? Um, the the main guy kind of falls in love with the main character. Oh, um, um. <laughs> he's kind of the. Yeah, kind of like guy. I know the the actor. Owns a Dunshire. Isn't he? Isn't his actor's name like Adam something? Adam. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I guess can't remember his name right now. But he like he keeps on getting offered this job at this accounting firm, and he keeps on turning it down. But like they love him because he tells like the cheesiest accounting jokes, <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of you, Nick. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bad about that. I'm constantly telling these stupid jokes. So. My grandpa will put one. A cheesy joke on Facebook every morning, and I just write them down. <laughs> it's usually where I get most of my ammo. <laughs> like this one: What's the worst thing about ancient history class? The teachers, the teachers tend to babble on. <laughs> babble on. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. So. I've got one for you, Nick. Yes, please. <laughs> did you hear about the new restaurant on the moon? Uh. Uh-uh. The food is great, but there's just no atmosphere. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I did see that one. <laughs> That's great. And my wife posted a bunch of them to my Facebook wall. And that was one of them. Okay, I'm scrolling through them now. <laughs> you guys probably think I'm getting this from my head. I'm really not. I'm reading them. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yesterday, a clown held a door open for me. I thought it was a nice gesture. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, let's move on with <laughs> <laughs> Donald Duck. Yes. We should get some t-shirts made in Genesis Gems with some dad jokes on them. Oh, man. <laughs> Aaron's like, I'm out of the show. <laughs> All right. So uh, one thing I didn't mention, um, whenever you get to the end of a stage and you can't go any further, like you put down like a little white flag and it lets you call the airplane, which is kind of nice. Um, whenever you have to go to a different level to pick up the next item to progress, 
uh, whenever you want to travel back to the area kind of locked out of, it brings you right back to that area, which is nice. I, I was I was getting a little worried when I was playing. I'm like, oh, do I have to go through all that again just to get to that door that I need to unlock? And uh, the, the backtracking in this game isn't too bad. There's a few stages that kind of bothered me. I think it was in Mexico that bothered me the most when you got when you found Donald. Uh, not yeah, not Donald. Uh, Goofy. And you had to backtrack. That was a little annoying, but other than that, the backtracking wasn't, wasn't too like, bad. That part wasn't too bad because at least you could just slide your way back. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, the backtracking wasn't as bad as some Metroid. That, that's always the thing about Metroidvania games, and I mentioned this in the other podcast I'm in. Um, if the backtracking's fun, like the combat, it, it does isn't too painful. So the backtracking in this game wasn't that bad, I don't think. Could, could you actually attack the ghosts? I couldn't. I couldn't figure I, it out. I couldn't figure it out. And I'm just like, man, these things are so annoying to avoid. I'm trying to figure, like, can I kill them somehow? Yeah, and there was, there was really no pattern. I tried running away. I tried ducking. I, I, I tried vent- sliding. And yeah. I'm just like, I, you know what? I, I, I'm pretty much a meat shield. Cause yeah. <laughs> and if, if any of you listeners know how to do that, send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to read that. I'd love to know how, honestly. So I can... I'm just, I it, what I think I, I think my best strategy has been to just like kneel down and, and duck and, you know, just slide around basically. And that's, that's my strat. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fender strat. Pretty good guitar. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so random. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I got Steven's guitars. Ah, yeah. I'll play a little ditty, but um, I uh, I, I definitely that that kind of got annoying. I think I just kind of decided I'm going to get hit here, so I might as well come in with as much yeah, energy as I can. Yeah, so much health that it's not that much of a problem. Except there's like certain areas where it's just sometimes it's hard to progress, and you just keep on continuing until yeah. you figure it out. And there are infinite continues, right? Uh, yeah. As far as I know, though, though you could pick the option to skip the adventure. Which uh, sounds a little confusing because it's like, oh, does it mean I get to skip to the end of the game? No. <laughs> this means game over. <laughs> game over. <laughs> game over, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you all actually beat this game, this playthrough? Uh, I I think I beat it as a kid, but I didn't beat it this time. Um, I'll be honest. I. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. I made it past Transylvania and then... I think something came up, and I'm like, hey, I'll come back to it, and I never did. It's one of those games where it's like you kind of wish there was a password system, uh, but there's not. It, I mean, it really only takes about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour to actually complete. Uh, but, you know, there are little tricks in the game. There's like an inventory system where you have to use certain items, and you kind of look at them. So they tried to make this uh, a little different from the way Castle of Illusion was, where it was just a straight-up action game. So as a kid... You know, it did kind of take a little more, uh, a little more thought power <laughs> to figure out what was going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's still a fun game. Yeah, and I I, I did realize that um, you know when when you hit an enemy with a plunger, it just kind of stuns them. Um, yeah. The, the only way to get the enemies off the off the level is the use of the popcorn or the uh, or the bubble gum. Which and the only reason I knew that is because I got so sick of those guys that like uh, would send the snake after you, like the little. Yes. And, and I'm like, how do I beat these guys? And I finally switched over to the uh, to the bubble gum. I'm like, oh, there he goes. And then I kind of had it equipped. And uh, next time I saw a Pete, I shot him with the bubble gum. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's how you do that. And uh, something that uh, Phil asked in his video, he said, what's actually on the end of this plunger that makes these enemies get stunned? 
<laughs> it's like you never know. It's like one of those little shocking things you put at the end of your hand, like the like, yeah. the, like the prank. It's just in there. They start shaking like crazy. <laughs> I, did you guys ever have one? I used to have a stick of gum like that. It was great. Yep. I never did. That's it awesome was though. the best thing ever. It was the best thing I ever won out of a vending machine or whatever those machines. Like Not a vending machine. Like the toy capsules. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Too bad, like, uh, Ryu from Shinmu couldn't get those out of the toy capsules and walk around. He always got little <laughs> so Sonic figures. And, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the dumbest part of that video game. <laughs> Random thoughts with Nick Stevens. All right. So, <laughs> I'm bad. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, so let's talk about the graphics a little bit. Um, I was very, very impressed, especially with the animations. You know, you talk about the sliding feature that's in this game. Um, if you start sliding, you can see, like, wind, like, flapping Donald's uh, Indiana Jones hat and his little yep. tail. I mean, it's really cool. And then when he jumps, the same thing. Um, and the, and the, the way he jumped, just the way he lands, remind me a lot of Castle Illusion. I did think the graphics were a little bit better than Castle Illusion. I uh, don't know why. Maybe it was just a brighter. I think uh, brighter colors, a little yeah. less washed out, it felt like. Yeah. So, and of course, like I said, the animations were just top notch. I, I really, really enjoyed the animations on this game. Um, whether it was shooting your gun, everything just looked so detailed. In and the variety, too. Yeah. The, yeah. the variety of the environments. You know, I know, um, I think Phil said it got a little repetitive, but I still didn't mind. I thought that there were enough little neat touches that kind of made things unique. Um, I like the fact that you, you revisit Duffberg and you get to this area where it kind of turns, it's almost like a minecart area yeah. where, yeah. Uh, you know what, just one of those like auto scrollers where you kind of, uh, you move around on these uh, little pulleys and you have to jump from pulley to pulley uh, before you die. Uh, or get shocked and fall off the screen, basically. Sometimes getting shocked helped you like control your, your <laughs> jump there. Yeah, fix your momentum a little bit. Like, like that, that, that sort of thing is a nice touch. It's pretty cool and made the game unique. Uh, whereas, you know, you, you play some platformers and you play the first few levels and you've kind of seen everything the game has to offer. I, I like that um, this game kind of kept you on your toes and you didn't, really didn't know. Uh, or, you know... Yeah, kept kept you on your or if you're a duck, I guess you don't have toes. Um, but uh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we, one more thing about the animation I thought was cool when, when he shoots his plunger gun, the gun actually like it's almost like he has a backfire, like it goes above his head, and if you look really close, his face almost gets smashed, which I thought was really cool. I a lot of times when I study these animations i like to do an animation that hit pause really fast to go like slow-mo but you can't really do that on this one so i had to pay attention a little bit more but that was really cool every every single action he did had a real cool animation so um i, I appreciate that I don't know, how about how about you uh landon did you like the animations and the graphics i did i, I loved them i thought they were they were really good i really like the colors I'm, I'm like aaron they weren't really washed out they were really vibrant really you know each level has its own flavor and color scheme and it really sets it apart from the other ones and you know like like you said when he fires the little gun like i loved how it just kind of like would bounce like kind of like recoil back and he would like kind of close his eyes to keep from getting hit from it and <laughs> the the sliding like where he grabs onto the hat trying to keep it from falling off i mean it's it's those little touches like that that you know kind of kind of make the game I don't know, a little bit more immersive. Like I noticed when the Peets would like shoot the little tomato guns at you and the tomato would hit like a wall, it would just like be flat and just kind of like slide down. 
Because I thought that was an item the first time. I'm like, what kind of item is that? And I'm like, oh, wait, that's the tomato he shot at me that, like, hit the wall. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I, I didn't think about him shutting his eyes. That's kind of like a, like a, just a Donald Duck trait. I mean, he's kind of a, I don't want to say a scare, scaredy cat type character, but he's just kind of, you know, it's Donald Duck. Yeah. So that, that kind of, kind of fits his personality pretty well. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the little running animation where he like kind of revs up and then takes <laughs> off going. I love that too. <laughs> well, I like how you explained that because I, I couldn't explain it that way. That was perfect. He does kind of like rev up, but you expect him to go really fast after that. He just kind of, nah, I'm just going to, I wasted my energy just kind of revving up. <laughs> kind of trots. Yeah. And, and of course, like uh, Castle of Illusion, if you stand still, you know, he, he just kind of taps his foot on the ground and he actually almost like winks at you and his little tail white waves a little bit. So. And Aaron, Aaron, I am I am watching him do it as we speak. I'm playing the game. So. <laughs> as you are wont to do. <laughs> I mentioned that on the uh, Retro Junkies podcast. That's it. Aaron called me out. Uh, he knows I'm, <laughs> I play the game. Ever since you started doing it, I started doing it too. I'm just like, two can play at that game, Stevens. It just, <laughs> Stevens. You sound like Nick DeMarco. He always calls me Stevens. <laughs> he, he always calls me Hickman. It's the same, same story. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, he gives me a hard time, you know. I feel like I'm like a, I'm, I'm working in an office in the 1950s. <laughs> Everyone's last name Hickman. <laughs> I want well, it's it's bad, and I hope he doesn't care. But like Michael Kelso, I I just naturally call him Kelso because of oh, that, yeah, that, 70 that 70s show. <laughs> and that, I'm sure his whole life that's just poor guy. That would have been so annoying growing up, and everyone calling you that. So <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it would be so annoying growing up as Michael Kelso. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> being a big, being that big of a, being that big of a hoser. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. Can't Just go. Kidding, can't go Just podcast kidding. without giving him a hard time. <laughs> uh, give Justin a hard time. I think it's just because because uh, he's cool. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I'm just here. I'm just here. <laughs> oh man, I actually was chatting with Mike for a while today. See, I didn't call him Kelsey. Had a nice conversation about Persona and Mass Effect, some other stuff. So, yeah, anyways. it's on a four on sale for ten bucks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, we talked about graphics, animation, um, the sound. Yes. Please. Uh, the sound is great in this game. Uh, there was a few recycled sound effects from Castle of Illusion. Um, I think when you hit your enemy, it makes like the... Which is such a weird sound. Like, it makes it like, is. A, like a phone dialing sound or something wobble, weird. Wobble, wobble. Yeah. But, um, but man, the music, especially in, in Duckburg, that, that, that song is so catchy. Great, great music. Great composition. Uh, you know, of course, it's got that good Genesis sound. There's no cats dying in it. Great <laughs> Genesis sound. No, uh, no cats were harmed in the making of this game. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, telling some local friends. I, I don't share podcasts very often with some local friends, but uh, guys I play in a band with at my church, uh, we were talking about old video games, and one of them mentioned Earthworm Jim. I was like, oh, now I got to tell him about the podcast. <laughs> and uh, I was letting him listen to a little bit of one of our Road Rash skits. And, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like a cat dying, doesn't it? And they, did, they kind of looked at me like I didn't know what I was talking about. So. <laughs> but, you know, anyways, he, he told me he was going to try to go listen to all the episodes. So that would be kind of interesting. That's cool. Local friends. But, yeah. So, yeah, the music. What would you think, Aaron? Uh, yeah, no, I thought the variety of composition. I love how they're, um, you know, the music changed from scene to scene, basically. Uh, there were so many little themes, and um, I was really partial to the Transylvania theme. I uh, thought it was really, really moody and really excellent. Uh, of course, 
Duckburg. Like that's the theme that like when I remember this game, that's the music that always sticks in my head. Um, and you know, just using the the Genesis, the limitations of the Genesis. Uh, and, and you know, I think there's less limitations than people really think. But especially back in 1991, I think uh, that particular composer really u- utilized the, the strengths of the Genesis and uh, made some excellent sounding music. Kind of what I think. I I kind of got tired of. <laughs> I'll be honest. I did get a little tired of the uh, the plunger noise after a while uh, <laughs> when you hit an enemy. But uh, otherwise, I thought the sound design was good. I think one complaint that some people did have was that there was no uh, digitized speech, which is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, my my daughter was playing Mickey Mouse Safari Letterland, and you can actually hear Mickey go, oh, boy. And uh, (laughs) she would start imitating him, and it was really good. There he is again. Mickey Mouse is back. (laughs) Hi, fellas. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Why am I not in this game? Maybe you're I think the... Mickey is. He's kind of in the game. He shows up on a blimp. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got to show up somewhere. It's Mickey Mouse, guys. Come yeah. on. Remember when he showed up in Roger Rabbit? Oh, gosh. <laughs> great movie, bad game. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, Less said, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Landon, what would you think about the music and sound? Um... Just to kind of echo what you guys said, I think it was really well put together. Uh, it yeah, it does have that Genesis sound without sounding like a dying cat, like you said. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> rear, rear, rear sound. Uh, the, Is that like I you really... wrapping up your your lawnmower or something? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, Aaron, that could be a, a side story. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that later. <laughs> and, and Aaron, you need to make a whole Genesis tune with nothing but that dying cat sound. Just call, I just call it dying of, cats. <laughs> I, I have all the like. I make my own sound, but I have all the patches from like every Sega Genesis game, <laughs> so I could easily easily make that uh, a reality. If you call, want, yeah. call it Nick Stevens kill the cat. I mean, yeah. So, sorry, Landon. I had to say that. told a joke. <laughs> Nick Stevens told a joke. <laughs> Oh, let me think now. Okay, so yeah, it, it doesn't have the the whiny cat sound, uh, and I like that the music really fits the level. Like the Maha Raha whatever music fits that. the The Egyptian music is Egyptian sounding. It, it fits that level. The Transylvania is kind of a dark and slow and gloomy tune, and it it, it fits that level. That's that's one thing that makes a really good game in my opinion is the music and the levels and the atmosphere all kind of have to mesh together and if if that happens then you know you're you're on your way to having a a, a really good game yeah no i i I definitely agree with you there like it it helps when everything just kind of comes together which i feel like it does with this game and i think um i think it's obvious where i'm gonna kind of lean towards where i place this game in terms of a gem or not a gem, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I I agree with you, Landon. I think uh, everything just kind of comes together just right. It's not not a perfect game or anything, but it, it's it's a great game. Snailed it, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I heard uh, Robin Josse snailed it on the latest Turtle Flicks. Uh, it's catching on, y'all. It is catching on. Need to copyright that. I do. Snailed it. <laughs> 
Oh, put it on a t-shirt. That that's there even a b- better idea. <laughs> You're on to gold, buddy. You're on to something. That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, that wraps up my main talking points. But do you guys have anything else you want to say before we go into retrofitted achievements? Uh, can we hear your Donald Duck impression? <laughs> I can't say anything. But that's just a little bit of air coming through my lip, and my kids think that's a funny, funny noise. But I always tell them this is kind of sappy. I always tell them I love you, and that I'll go. I love you. <laughs> so, and then my oldest son's like, "I don't love you when you say it like that." <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'll fix oh, that. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> we need to hear some uh, Tom Anderson, Landon. <laughs> Well, I don't know who this hoodlum is, but he sure sounds like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or... I don't I know. Shit, man, I tell you what. That's <laughs> that not... Y2K stuff, man. <laughs> Y2K on the internet and I click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> Driving on down that Walmart, get on that tractor, man, tell you what. <laughs> oh, Dang it, great. boom, how I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> when we were putting together the Christmas episode, and I, I pulled the uh, old Beavis of my head skit. I mean, oh my gosh. I was like, yes, Tom Anderson. <laughs> the oh, yeah, brought. I, get him, I get him confused. Well, the uh, same same guy. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's Mike Judge doing that voice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mike, he, man, he's, a, he's a genius. He is. O- <laughs> office space. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go right to retrofitted achievements if you guys are good to go. The Channel for Stems, Retro-Extended Achievements. I've got three. How many of you all got? I have two. two. I have two. All right. Well, heck. many this time. Well, heck. Let's just, uh, let's just take turns. We've never done a take turn podcast. Because usually Rob comes up and he's like, Yeah, guys, I got 57. I got 20. <laughs> billion. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I should just make my own podcast. To to, uh, achievements. These achievements. Yeah, he, he texted me today. And he, I was uh, scared about it. Said <laughs> you guys your parts. That's right. He uh, he texted me today and asked me when we were recording. I said tonight. He goes, oh, he's like, I wouldn't even consider myself a host anymore. I said, yeah, you're gonna have to go through an initiation before that happens again. So have to find out what the initiation is. Sounds like another Rocky skit, but uh, <laughs> you have to burn a Super Nintendo game. Oh. No, or, or uh, wear a you know wear a two dudes in this T-shirt and cross out their names and write uh, gems on it. <laughs> so, that's how you do that. But uh, anyways, my first achievement. <laughs> this is kind of bad. Plunger, a hardly ah, uh, this is family friendly, right? <laughs> the getting the red plunger upgrade. So that's my first one. Nice. <laughs> I hardly know her. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, how about you, Aaron? What you got? Uh, so for my first one, it's uh, duck dive, dip, duck, and dodge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's uh, getting through a level unscathed. <laughs> Five D's. <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What was that guy's name? Something Coolahan? Something O'Hoolahan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I love that. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. How about you, Lena? What you got? Mine would be called Who Wants Some Popcorn? And it's Defeat Dracula Using Only the Popcorn Gun. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Alright, so my next one is Charles Barkley. And this is Meeting the Viking who says, Terrible, terrible. 
Terrible. Whenever, whenever we get to the, <laughs> yeah, we get to the Viking ship, uh, the, the Viking actually says something like, something's terrible, terrible, and I thought, man, Charles Barkley's in this game. Well, that's just terrible. <laughs> that's just terrible. <laughs> All, right. All right. Is it my turn again? Yeah, your turn. All right. So for my second one, uh, pull out a little Spanish here. Um, yeah. Uh, Mi boca es un volcán. And uh, that means my mouth is on fire. Oh, no, my, my mouth is a volcano. <laughs> if it was on fire, it would be in fuego. Uh, it, it's, it's a volcano. And, and that's when you get the uh, the, the peppers and uh, your, your temper meter yeah. flares up. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. You got some Tex-Mex going there. I like it. There you go. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess my last one would have to be um, you can't win the race. And it's in the Transylvania level, you know where the the big ghost that kind of breaks into the little ghost is. You can it, you try to outrun him to the end of the level, but but you never can. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna make it. Uh, my, never gonna. Uh, my last one. <laughs> this is called Duck You, Pete, and that's duck under one of Pete's attacks. You see what I did there? <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that time when I had a what the duck achievement. Oh, that's true. Ooh. What a ripoff, Nick. No. <laughs> Copyright. All right. Did you have one more, Aaron? Uh, no, I only had those two. Okay. So, yeah, retrofitted achievements. But if you uh, duck and cover, I might throw one. No. <laughs> I like it. Quack, quack. <laughs> quack, 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 Mr. Duckworth. <laughs> Mighty ducks. All right. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> we, oh. we covered that on an episode of 90s Entertainment Show. Had a blast, you cake eaters. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Alright. Well, let's let's ask let's ask the big question here: Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? It's like, are you gonna marry me? What? Yeah, I'm gonna oh, oh, pop the pop question. The question. I'll put a gem on your finger. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, as far as critical reception goes for this game, Quack Shot starring Donald Duck, uh, the Moby Rank critic score was 85 of 100. Very good. And um, I had a real cool notable review here. Uh, game? Did you guys subscribe to GamePro when you were growing up? I did. I always had friends that did. Okay. I had uh, EGM. I never did. Never did. I loved GamePro. So anytime I see GamePro, um, I, I particularly like that there's a lot of good pictures in there. Of course, a lot of artwork. And I always liked their... Uh, maybe it was just easier to read. You know, I was. Bummed. You liked it for the pictures, huh? I like the pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like. Never mind. I won't say that. But um. Uh, no, no I, I will say it <laughs> that that uh my my brother his code word for the the bad magazines was that they were his game pros. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say any more than that. That's funny. Family friendly. <laughs> we we've uh, been tiptoeing around family friendly today. <laughs> <laughs> we've been on the uh Plunger. The precipice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, GamePro uh, gave it a 100 out of 100 and said, if you're looking for a showstopper along with the lines of Castle of Illusion, that's a million times harder, even with unlimited continues, but has more fun junk to do. Run, don't waddle to buy Quackshot. <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty cool. So, really good. So, um, yeah. And we do have a lot of listener feedback on this one. So, you guys bear with me. I'm going to read every one of these. Um, the last game we played, you know, Jerry Glanville's Pigskin Football, I think we only had like two or three comments. So yeah. um, this one's got quite a bit. So I'm going to go ahead and read these. 
Uh, the first one comes from Jim Gobel. It says, this game is an absolute gem, a top five Genesis title for me. Uh, Derek Fletchell says, love this game. It's more nostalgic for me at this point as I recently played through it again, and I could see where one could think it's easy and a bit short. As a kid, though, I always loved renting this one and trying to figure it out. Jim with the nostalgia glasses on, but just good with my knowledge now. And uh, Nick DeMarco says, I will go on record, or Facebook, and say that this is a very good game. Didn't they make this for the Master System, too? Also, I recall a Master System Donald Duck Lucky Dime Caper or something that yeah, was pretty good. there's Lucky Dime Caper. There's two, uh, there, there's, I think Lucky Dime Caper was released right when this one was, um, developed around the same time. And then there was another Donald Duck game um, on the, the Game Gear. Um, I think Master System 2, uh, late release Master System game. It's actually pretty good. I was playing it the other day. I just can't remember the name right now. Uh, but yeah, all the Sega Disney games are, are pretty much good uh, that I've seen. Even the the portable ones are pretty good. They're just just, just good, or are they, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to find out. That's right. Um, but yeah, he says the the Dime Caper or something that was pretty good. And he says, "Wait, what am I saying? I've been in this dungeon too long. Somebody get me out of here!" <laughs> and, uh, for those of you who don't know, we we lock Nick DeMarco in a Genesis Gems dungeon feed him Scooby snacks for uh, Genesis Gems articles he writes for us on our website at genesisgemspodcast.com go there click the he articles and read all the good stuff from Nick DeMarco from the dungeon so. and apparently has a turtle named Aaron Robman that's reason. hilarious he eats mashed potatoes like <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it I love his little from the uh, mind of Nick DeMarco every time I put up one of his articles I'm like oh what embarrassing picture is he going to put of me in here oh yeah <laughs> I love it I, I love I'm, it just like do I need to change the privacy settings on my yeah. Facebook again <laughs> Yeah, even if he only wrote those and only we saw them, I would still want him to do it because it's just so much fun to read them. (laughs) That's cool. All right, so um, you told me how to pronounce his last name last time, so hopefully I don't screw it up. It's Freddy Velasquez. I said it wrong again. (laughs) Velasquez. Velasquez. He says it's a very good game, but not a gem. Uh, Anthony Pig says, I love this game. A little early Metro- Metroidvania style. Great graphics. Story seems to be a bit continuation of DuckTales, which I love. Definitely a gem. And uh, that crazy guy that you know, Paul Stevenson, he's just a crazy man, uh, says this is a good game on the verge for gem for me. It's probably my second favorite Disney licensed game behind Aladdin on the Genesis. So, uh, guys, we're going to have to do something with Aladdin. I'm, I'm, I, I want to do a Super Nintendo Genesis crossover on that one. So. Just rub your magic lamp. Yep, yep. Get, get the genie. Robin Williams the genie. So that'll that'll be an interesting episode because that's like the biggest debate of my retro nostalgia. <laughs> Which <laughs> one's I better? You know your opinion. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Moran says Jim with two explanation points. So good. Uh, Joe Copel says Jim better than Castle of Illusion. Gorgeous graphics, great sound, and my first Genesis game other than the Pack and Sonic. So. Wow, I wonder if uh, what other people think, if it's better than Castle of Illusion. That'll be interesting. Might have to put that as a poll later. Um, Brian Bowen says, definite gem. Though for me, it's not quite as good as Castle of Illusion. <laughs> um, Rich, Richard Cab- Caballero, Caballero says, gem. It's a must-have for sure. Mark Super says, fun, solid game, but not quite a gem. And then uh, Sal with the last name. Uh, you said you weren't sure how to pronounce Aaron. Is it uh, Jufrida? Jufrida, yeah. Something like that. So yeah, uh, or yeah, something like that. So South says, I just got the game the other day. Look forward to playing it. From what I remember in, in Game Pro back in the day, it got a pretty good review, and I thought the graphics <laughs> looked fantastic. You hey, know, you're right. That's funny. It's a good I did, memory. I, I don't remember reading that comment, and that's pretty cool. How we, uh, yeah, great memory, Sal. That's awesome. 
Um, Eric Gerbeck, or Gerbeck, I'm assuming it's Gerbeck, uh, definitely a gem. It appealed to me as a kid due to the difficulty not being dumbed down despite being a Disney game. Also love the old 1930s Donald, Donald comics, and this game references them rather than the cartoons, which was unique. The superb graphics, animation, and music sealed the deal. That's cool. I never know anything about Donald comics. That's really cool. Yeah, you should check those out sometimes. They're they're actually pretty cool. And, and usually, and I found this out, if you read, uh, there's a really cool uh, Hardcore Gaming 101 article all about Donald Duck games. Uh, and they're talking about this game, how you know people thought it was a ripoff of Indiana Jones when it wasn't. It was really an homage to the comic strip. Uh, and you should really check those out because just really interesting comics and um, they actually influenced uh, Indiana Jones influenced George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg that's cool to make that movie alright we got three more here uh, Josh Dockman says so I so want to call this a gem it's a great game but looking at objectivity it does have a few flaws that keep it from being an absolute must have for fans of Disney games and characters it's a must play for anyone else I would still recommend checking it out I'm saying it's a gem Knowingly through my, knowingly through my nostalgia glasses. I gotta find me a pair of these nostalgia glasses. Everyone's talking about. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what the Oculus Rift is. Ooh yeah, Ooh. man, you you pulled that together nicely, Mister Hickman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, a huge supporter of the Retro Junkies, and uh, he just joined the Genesis Gems group about a month ago. Is uh, Ken Kazumal? I believe that's how we say it, right, Landon? I think he sent me a, a message. He said he spelled it out phonetically. He said it's. Uh, Kuzmal. Kuzmal, okay. Kuzmal. Okay. Katamari Damashi. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, Ken's an awesome guy. He's done artwork for the Retro Junkies. Uh, even drew me as a comic character along with Robin Landon, which I thought was really cool. So, uh, Ken, if you ever want to draw for the gems, we'd be more than welcome for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No pressure. But th- those comic strips are awesome, buddy. Um, anyways, he says, I always thought this was a fun game. And our uh, last comment comes from Philip Vaughn. <laughs> this was just kind of funny. Never seen so many Pete's. That was it. <laughs> I like it. There's a lot of Pete's in this game. That's right. <laughs> right. A lot of repeats. Ooh. See what he did there, Ooh. folks? <laughs> I didn't read that off the off of the page either. He's telling on me. He's telling on me. Easy, easy. <laughs> Alright. So the listeners seem to think this game's a gem. There's a few goods in there. No one said it was garbage, which was uh, you know, interesting. So, um, Let's just get right into this, guys. I I think it's a gem. Um, I I I kind of had in my head. Do I think this is better than Castle of Illusion? Um, I don't. I think it's just a little bit below Castle of Illusion. But I do I do think it's a gem. I think you gotta have this game. Um, you definitely need to play it. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 doesn't have the same pacing. And I, that was one of my. Um, that was kind of a negative and positive comment. Um, the pacing is kind of slow. But then it also, once you get into it, you're like, okay, I can see why this pacing's slow. It, it makes sense with the way this game's being played. But um, it's definitely a game I will, I will revisit constantly. Um, it, it's, it, it's got that whole, I don't want to say puzzle, but you know, backtracking a little bit, finding items to get to certain areas. It keeps it fresh, especially like if you put it down and then pick it up, you know, six months later or something. Um, I don't know why I said six months. There's really no formula to that. But uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's just one of those games that's just fun to go back and play. So I'm definitely going to call it a gym. So how about you, Landon? I'm going to have to call it a gym as well. Um, again, it, it's like you said, the pacing's a little slow, but when you play it, you see why it's that slow. I mean, you have the, the item inventory. I really like the inventory where you can look and use your items. Um, the backtracking, it, 
it kind of caught me by surprise the first time I played it because, you know, I made it to the end of Duckburg and the guy's like, oh, well, you need to have the ability to climb walls before you can go any further. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do? And went back, got in the airplane and went to Mexico and found out I had to get a key. So I went back, you know, it was a lot of back and forth, but it was fun. It, it didn't feel like it was work. And, uh, or is it a perfect game? No. Some of the, uh, I don't know. One of the things I didn't like about it, and it may just be me being a horrible game player, was <laughs> when you're sliding and you have to shoot the gun at certain guys before they uh, hit you and knock a point of your health off. I, I wasn't I wasn't real big on that, but I mean that, that's just a minor drop in the in the scheme of things. I I think it's a gem. It, it's a great game. Good music. Good atmosphere. You know, you feel like like you're really going on an adventure with Donald Duck to try to find this treasure. Well said. I like it. Yeah. Well said. How about you, Aaron? Um, I, I think it's total garbage. I think I had more <laughs> fun playing the Tiger R Zone than this game. <laughs> where's, the, where's, where's the hang up button? Hang up, Aaron Hickman. <laughs> hang up. <laughs> Your tenure at Genesis Gym is now over. <laughs> you, are, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think it's a. <laughs> I can't even. No, I, I do think it's a gem. Um, I the only the only thing like I wonder is like Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Like, and I think Phil wondered this too. It's like, do they have a license to fly that that plane? Because uh, they're awfully young. Yeah. It's like, what happened to Launchpad McQuack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's he? He's nowhere to be seen. I think it's because they're basing this off the comic, so. Maybe he wasn't around yet. This is pretty much the story of this game predates uh, DuckTales by oh, probably about 70, 60, 70 years. <laughs> uh, just a bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's just a really solid game. Presentation is out of this world. Uh, I think Sega, you know, knocked it out of the park presentation wise. Uh, it definitely wasn't. Didn't feel like a cash in, just like Castle of Illusion. We don't really talk about um, World of Illusion, which kind of brings together Mickey and Donald. Yeah. Um, but that one's really good too, and I, and I would say it's maybe even better than this and, and uh, Castle of Illusion. But that's another story. Oh man. Um, but this game is for what it is. I think it's got unique gameplay. You know, we're kind of struggling a little bit to say what kind of genre it fell into but it's almost like the platform adventure genre yeah um you can't really call it a metroidvania because there's no like huge map you're exploring that you're <laughs> kind of going back and forth in um, but you do get these new abilities that kind of open up new areas uh that give you kind of fresh gameplay experiences so you know, I, I like that everything is just kind of catch fresh. There's new things to do. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think there's little difficulty spikes and <laughs> things that make it frustrating uh, and things like the ladders. But overall, um, I really enjoyed my time with the game and I definitely did as a kid. Uh, so it's it's a gem for me. All right. Well, I think we can lay the gavel down right now and we'll call this game a gem. Sweet, guys. Well, we can wrap this thing up. Well, we definitely want you all to remember about the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention, March 11th through 13th. Come out and see us. We will be there. 
a good handful of us from the Genesis Gems, uh, Turtle Flakes, Retro Junkies, Super Show. Um, I'm, we're hoping some other guys can come out. I, I don't know. Did, did Willie say, Willie Colliver say he had to work? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was thinking he said he may have to work and won't even make it. But, um, yeah, hoping some of the other guys can come out as well. We'll, we'll definitely be promoting their stuff as well. But, um, yeah, please come out to that. We're, we're, we're getting pumped about it. Yeah, it, it's also an excuse just for us to hang out with each other, the host, yeah. and actually, yeah. get, actually get to meet Aaron. <laughs> And, of course, I haven't met Josh yet. I know uh, Landon and, and Rob have met Josh. I've met Rob and uh, Landon before. So, And, of course, you know, if Michael Kelso could come up, that'll, that'll be awful. I mean, it'll be good, too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Mike's an awesome guy. I, all, all kidding aside, he's an awesome friend. Love that guy. So, uh, anyways, come out to that. Well, we will be on the vendor floor. Walk through the door, second table on the right. And we'll be there with a, probably a couple dad jokes and smiles on our faces. And uh maybe some high score contest to win some cool stuff so stop yeah. on, stop on by I, I, I can't wait I get, it's like my first vacation this year from work i took uh took a couple extra days off i'm gonna spend one day with my family and then come down and spend another day with my family when i get back and go back to that dreaded place that holds my paycheck hostage every friday and uh <laughs> <laughs> anyways but um yeah so genesis gems we are a genesis game by game podcast i used to say that all the time i really don't anymore but uh you can find us on the web at www.genesisgemspodcast.com check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash genesis gems podcast join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesis gems that's where all the awesome interaction happens that's where we read the comments about whether the game's a gem or, or not so if you want your if you want your stuff read go join that group if you don't want it read join it anyways and read stuff uh send us an email we we're going to try to um always read the emails and again we want to apologize to sean for not reading his email on the last show and hopefully that uh, he'll keep sending emails and we'll, we'll have that on our listener business section uh but anyways you can do that by sending us an email at genesis podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at the Retro Junkies. Is it? Hold on. Did I say that wrong? Is it the Retro Junkies Network.com? No, just the Retro Junkies.com. I was right. <laughs> so I knew I had it written down right. So, anyways, we appreciate everyone's listening. Uh, Landon, we really appreciate you coming on here. Um, you want to take a quick second to kind of talk about your uh, other show that you're on that I'm sure. also kind of a little part of? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also one of the co hosts of the Retro Junkie Super Show. It's kind of a catch-all. We do toys, games, uh, cartoons from back in the day. Uh, Rob Luther, myself, and we're working on getting Nick on there, so we'll have a a three-man team here pretty soon. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you can catch us on uh, the Retro Junkies Network, uh, Twitter, RJ underscore Super Show. I'm trying to think what our actual webpage is. It's really long. Um, you can just search for the Retro Junkie Super Show on any search engine, and it's the uh, Blueberry website that comes up that's really long. Yeah, we'll, we'll put the uh, link in our show notes as well. Yeah, and uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, our group, the uh, Retro Junkies Super Show. Uh, you can uh, search us there. You'll know you're at the right place when you see a picture of Rob as a uh, chicken wing <laughs> and me as a chicken. <laughs> or as my, da- as, as my daughter calls it, look, it's daddy chicken. I'm like, yes, it's daddy chicken. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, yeah, uh, feel free to stop by, join the group, join our conversations. You know, we, we try to have some, some cool conversations going on about different retro topics. Um, trying to decide what we're going to do our next show on. I uh, believe we might be doing it on a Genesis classic, uh, Shining Force. Ooh, awesome. That's cool. Well, that's I have to, 
have to talk to uh to mr luther about that and uh yeah again thanks to to nick and aaron for having me on i appreciate it uh maybe we can do some more of these where i come on and help out with the gems a little bit i i love the i love genesis gems i yeah. love all the shows on our network really they're all really good guys really good people yeah landon definitely brought some class onto the show so appreciate that yeah yeah and it was real short notice so we, we had a we had a, a tech or a facebook message group going uh, talking about the uh comic-con and i just thought well gosh you know i know jo- josh has been in mexico celebrating his 10th year anniversary with his wife so congratulations for that and i knew yeah. you know rob uh, of course busy with his uh, new family so i thought well gosh landon you want to come on and chat with us and he's like yeah, sure he sure pulled out yeah. his rolodex and yeah yeah to- <laughs> <laughs> let's see kelso can't make it mm-hmm. justin can't make it <laughs> i'm teasing but yeah i appreciate that and uh, and aaron uh you know i know you always kind of give retro obscura a shout out I, I love i love the first part of your last ep- of your last episode when's part that two coming part out part two is coming out when i finish editing <laughs> okay so hopefully Look, looking forward to it you get some time uh tomorrow night it's gonna be tomorrow night when i when i start editing it um but yeah it should come out soon so retro obscura of course i mentioned that probably every podcast that's the other show i'm on where we talk about, you know, we could talk about Genesis games, but we talk about everything retro gaming wise. Um, usually the more obscure and unknown, the better. Um, but uh, I'm also on Insert Coin, which is a live Twitch show uh, over on Noble Esports. If you go on Twitch, though, uh, over to that channel, uh, I'm with Kyle Murphy, who's a friend of the Retro Junkies Network, a good buddy of mine. And uh, we just talked gaming everything on that show so retro gaming modern gaming esports whatever that's that's wednesday nights on twitch you can catch us there but uh yeah you can find all this stuff you know we have facebook groups we have everything just like with genesis gems so it's not too hard to find us uh, so yeah I, I guess i should end with one other thing um so what do you get if you cross a duck with fireworks a fire quacker. Oh, <laughs> genius right there. I love it. I, I am going to use that. That is so good. <laughs> wow. I'm glad the dad jokes are catching on with you, Aaron. I thought maybe you were getting a little annoyed with me. You know, like, oh. All it takes is one visit to a GeoCities page and I'm sold. <laughs> GeoCities. Was there any angel fire pages out there? <laughs> yeah, I just navigated on my uh, Netscape navigator. <laughs> Did you ask Jeeves? <laughs> yeah, I asked Jeeves. But the site had a uh, a cone and you know under construction. So uh, another one. A bunch of you know. Just like, playing some MIDI files though. It was yes, great. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm just got like <laughs> flashbacks of my old web page designing days in my head. We used to do the same. Frames? You want to visit this page with or without frames? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we used to do this thing called uh, they were uh, e feds for like you'd role play as wrestlers. I don't know if you guys ever did that. I had a couple pages. Oh nice. Dedicated to that. You would like, you would role play like come out and uh, kind of create your own interview with, with Mean Gene or somebody, and um, whoever the moderators were would be able to match everybody up, and whoever role played the best would win the title. It was kind of cool. But anyways. Hey, that reminds me of a special thing that uh, Landon was doing. Oh, with Fire Pro Wrestling. That was yeah. so good. Real quick before yeah. we end. Yeah, so uh, last episode of the Super Show was on the uh, Fire Pro Wrestling series. and So good. We uh, ha- had an idea. I'm like, well, you know, maybe we were to ask if there's a if we could do a tournament. And what we did was I uh, polled everybody in the uh, Super Show Facebook group 
and uh, created a wrestler kind of based off what they wanted the the guy's uh, traits to be. And then we had a, uh, I think it was either. I think I was a diabolical diabetic. You were the diabolical diabetic and you looked just like NWO Sting. Yes, I did. And you kick kick dudes in the junk a lot too. (laughs) Sounds about right. Remember you had Joe down one time and you just like pull him apart and just pull off and like football kick him. Do I need to wear a cuff to Kentucky if I meet you? <laughs> the animations in that game were so great. Yes. So great. Oh, it was such it was a good time and uh we uh I actually recorded the last match. It's really like hokey and amateur looking, but it's on the uh the Retro Junkies Network YouTube page and I think I put a link to it in the group too if you want to watch it. But Ken uh Kuzmal and uh, Joe Copel made it to the finals and they had a simulated match because what we did was we simulated the computer against the computer and based on the information it came up with who would win and it was it was a really good time had a had a good time had a lot of input from everybody I think everybody enjoyed it and got to talk some trash uh, I told Kelso I told him I said you would have won your match but his guy like taunted and gloated every time he pulled the move <laughs> off like he would punch a guy and then he would start like celebrating <laughs> and I'm like I didn't know that I got it that perfect for you man but i hit it right on the head with you that's awesome <laughs> that's really cool and and you even said there are some fire pro groups out there that followed the retro junkies page yeah, after there that was uh there was one let me actually pull up their uh twitter handle i think it was fire it was the twitter handle uh fire pro arena they uh they liked our our episode and then they retweeted it to all their followers and they've been posting stuff uh they've been having weekly questions about wrestling in the real world and how to make your e-feds on the uh on fire pro more like the real life uh product in wrestling today with all the different federations and everything it's really cool that you know they do a lot of simulations like well what happens if this guy from wwe fights this guy from japan and this type of match and you know they they do a lot of what ifs and it's really cool awesome it does sound cool it kind of reminds me of the plot line to rocky balboa actually <laughs> <laughs> oh man so, all right, guys. Well, with that, that's been episode 39 of the Genesis Gyms podcast. Getting ready to hit number 40. That's cool. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, we're getting Very, old. We're getting old. I know. <laughs> it's 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 my it's my longest running podcast I've been on. So, pretty excited about that. But anyways, you all got, right, this will be the last episode. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> knock on wood. Knock on wood. We've already talked about a. Uh, Land and I were actually chatting about a uh, particular sports game. We're going to try to have Landon back on uh, sometime soon. Um, We'll, we'll go ahead and talk about that now. Um, we're looking at covering NBA Live 95, which is the very Ooh. first NBA Live game. Cool music in that game. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's, you know, <laughs> I, I posted that at the menu music on that. So uh, I know Landon likes, you know, he was a basketball player in high school. I played a lot of basketball growing up. Um, I play a lot of basketball right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and my, you know, my son's playing basketball. NBA's going on. I thought, what a better time to cover a basketball game. So I, I – uh, and we mentioned this very early on in the podcast. When we, when we cover NBA Live 95 – we probably won't touch another NBA Live game. And the reason I picked 95, because it, it was my first one. I had such good memories of that game. Um, and to me, it was... David Robinson's Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Riley's basketball. There's all kinds of... <laughs> but, uh, Coach yeah. K. Coach K. That was pretty much the, uh, the equivalent. Just call it, it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we'll just kind of go out and we'll say we'll cover that in the next next episode, if that's cool with you, Aaron. I think so. 
Sounds good to me. Leo has to yeah. have a say in it. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're overruled. So, yeah, Landon, come back the next episode. We'll, we'll sure. have you on for that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, guys, Genesis Gems, check us out and all the stuff I've already said earlier. And uh, with that, we'll catch you all later. Later, guys. See y'all.